Hello there, how are you doing? How's life? Trust you in good health. It's Friday again, you know, or whenever you listen to this. <laughs> how has your week been? I mean, for those back home in Nigeria, how has the easing of the lockdown in quotes been? Have you been out and about? Have you, are you back at work or you're still working remotely? How's everything doing? Trust you in good health. Well, I'm okay. I mean, I summon the strength and courage to, I mean, step out of the lockdown and go out, do some work at the office. And it was quite a lovely day. I mean, I only went once, but it was quite nice. Uh, I also did some exercise. So I noticed that I'm starting to have some elements of buffness. <laughs> but um, besides that, today we're going to be speaking about grief and loss. I was joined by... Monsieur Dibo, should I say Mr. Dibo? I'm half French in my head. <laughs> um, we had the chance to speak on grief and loss, and what spurred this topic is the fact that uh, it's part of the mental health series for this month. Last week we spoke about fear, and this week we're speaking about grief. What led to the topic was the fact that I mean, this there's a pandemic out there, and people are dying, and they have loved ones. They have people who have to deal with this kind of things. And even their loved ones have friends that are trying to help them deal with it. It's important that we understand the subject of grief and how we can help ourselves through it. So we're joined by Mr. Debo. And um, when we get into the podcast, he will tell you all about himself and what he does. I I forgot to hit record on the initial banter, so a, lot of, a, a little of it is missing. But... The important stuff is in there. Without further ado, here's the discussion. I'm I'm a clinical psychologist by training and by certification. I help people with various issues ranging from emotional to mental, psychological to neurotic issues. Okay. And I'm also the CEO of Mindpack Psychological Services. Okay. I like how you humbly put CEO at the last part, so it seems like you're a very humble person. <laughs> no, no challenge. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. So, um, you're welcome. I like the fact that you mentioned things about emotional and mental challenges and how they are feeling. Um, today yeah. I would like to speak with you on grief and loss. So, first things first. Um, the reason behind all this is because I mean, when the in this time of the pandemic people are losing their loved ones and not just because of the pandemic but because of the secondary issues associated with having a pandemic for example because of the corona i believe hospitals are taking in less people they're not functioning at, the, at their largest capacity so people are dying of other things that are not corona yeah. because of the healthcare facilities yeah. availability yeah suicide rates worldwide have gone up by four percent or so or thereabouts so, wow. So people are really dying of other things. I mean, it's not something to laugh about, but it's it's it's. Yeah. It's, it's, but what do we do? It's a paradox now. There's nothing we can do, but we could learn how to cope with the grief associated with loss of a loved one or a friend. Okay. Now, um, first of all, how much is grief emotional, and how much of it is mental? Grief is imagine noodles, a pack of noodles. Yeah. Now, I'm using this analogy for the layman. The seasoning comes with the pack of noodles. If you don't use the seasoning with indomie noodles, 
you never get the same taste. Yeah. If you try to use salt and pepper, it tastes completely different. The noodles is the grief. Okay. The seasoning rather is the grief, and the noodles is the psychological part. Okay. Is the mental part. Now, without the seasoning, the noodles doesn't taste the same. That means if you don't grief well, you don't you don't think well anymore. You don't behave well. You don't adjust well to society. You don't adjust well to being human again. So grief is actually quite an intertwined and integral part of human daily life because it's really twisted. Like we grieve not only over the loss of a loved one, we also grieve over the loss of a job, we grieve over the loss of position, we grieve over so many things. So grief is actually a daily part of life. Speaking on grief, what exactly are the, shall I call it symptoms, behaviors associated with grief itself? I, I kind of understand um, that it's different in different people, but what, mm-hmm. what, how, how do you come to the terms that you're grieving? So, for example, I read somewhere that um, the process of grief is first recognizing that you have a loss and then accepting the loss. Let me break it down to this simple analogies we know every day. How do you know you are grieving? First of all, is there, has there been a change to your daily routine, daily functioning, daily life? That could happen whether someone is out of your picture as either through death or illness or there's separation in social ties. Now, how do you know you are grieving? You have this fuzzy ball of emotions running up through you. You find yourself having a swing. You find yourself feeling the hallmark of this feeling is feeling sad and angry for no reason. There are five stages of grief that we psychologists try to walk people through because if you meet a stage of this grief it could harm you throughout life like people who have daddy issues now they didn't grieve well because most times people have daddy issues with their fathers late or father figures being late they probably didn't grieve well didn't go through the process well so it marks their daily functioning marks their personality it affects everything now these five stages or steps of grief is denial, first of all. Now, this is the most commonly seen part of grief. Now, an accident happens and a man is involved that he just is like, they tell his, they call up his wife and they, they are like, ah, we are sorry to inform you. Your husband was involved in the most accident and he's dead. She's like, go for it. I reject it and she's just like, that can't be my husband. You see, that's stage one. Yeah. Opening the floodgates to various emotions. Now, her heart is racing, she's pumping, she's panicking. All these other emotions are having a few day in her head. The next thing is anger slash sorrow. Now, this is when you actually confirm that that loved one is gone or that business has collapsed or that girl just left you and you're left holding the ball. Now, Anger is a necessary stage of the healing process. It is vital that you feel this anger thoroughly. You see this stage in people blaming people, projecting their anger on other people. Uh, if you, if I hadn't allowed him to travel, he might probably still be alive. That talking on the widow now. Yeah. Or if I hadn't 
maybe you lost the relationship. You'll be like, if I hadn't introduced her, maybe she wouldn't. If I hadn't introduced her to my folks, she might have probably not felt it or that ended the relationship. Now he's blaming something. You are angry. Now it is very, very integral that you feel this anger throughout so that it's going to, it will eventually run its course. Now, after the anger comes the sorrow because they are trained. A and B go together. Sorrow is the part of anger. Now, you've burnt out the candle of intense feelings of anger. Now, you are sorrowful. That's being sad. It should help us to understand that you need to allow these things run their course. Now, you are crying. Tears coming. Now, you see, the grief is progressing. Also, now you start bargaining. That's the third stage. An analogy is when you have a Christian praying for someone, maybe his relative who is dying of cancer. Oh Lord, I will serve you for the rest of my life if you can spare the life of my father. That is bargaining. You know, we human beings, we have this emotional core, the spiritual core. Even the atheists, they will say, ah, oh, no, I don't believe in God, but they do believe in something. You see them saying, oh, um, maybe we should find the best doctor for him. These are bargaining tricks. You are trying to leverage your way out of the grief. Okay, so your loved one is in a coma after an accident. You're like, ah, let's go to a better hospital. Let's get a better surgeon. Huh, let's go on our knees to pray. So that is also a stage of grief that will eventually pass. Then, second to the last, you have depression. Now you know this person is gone. We are feeling depressed. You withdraw from everything. You ignore people. You lose pleasure in things you would normally find pleasurable. Like you withdraw to yourself. Then the final stage is acceptance. This is the ultimate in grief. This is where we try to get our clients to. In acceptance, you have accepted that this person is gone and the best you can do is to relish the memories you have of that person, relish the memories of that occupation that you lost, and try to move on and forge ahead. You, you tend to appreciate the memories you have of whatever you've lost. So it actually, you try to encourage, we try to encourage our clients that this actually makes you stronger. So. That's just that's in the five health stages of grief. So, so um, from I, from your experience, mm-hmm. um, how how can one recover from this? And in terms of the recovery, is there a way you can speed up your recovery process from grieving? Yes, social support. Actually, grieving could take years. Someone could grieve over a loss of a loved one for years, months, days, weeks, depending on the closeness of the relationship lost. Sure you get. Yeah. So the recovery process is actually sped up by from studies and what I've seen, social support. Now if a widow has lost her husband, the best way she could recover is her children, her loved ones coming in to kind of show her love, shelter her, take her out, do more fun things together, do more recreational things try to look forward to the upside of life. Like, you try to shift your perception. Like, okay, if the house reminds you of 
the husband that is lost. You you try to box up things that remind you of that same person. While you might be doing this and be crying, that's healthy. That's part of the grieving process. So you just try to forge ahead. Uh, social support is key. We see people who don't recover from grief as not having enough social support. Like a lady who lost her fiance might not recover because she she doesn't have enough stuff. So she's not really cool with the guy's family. So it happens, but we just have to learn that to recover speedily from grief, we need to learn to move on and be around people that love us more. So it's just integral. You know, love radiates as well. I feel love is an energy. So if you feel loved, you feel less grief. That's my theory. And we like we all know that the saying goes, it's easier said than done. In the exactly. in the process of doing it, mm. do you actually realize at some point that you're going through the process of grief or sometimes you're just numb and you're just passing by and you, you don't exactly understand how you feel? Yes, this will go on that you've just been numb, you be confused. Like when I lost my dad, okay. a whole year passed without me knowing what I was doing. I was just uh, I took to various vices that weren't really helpful, just numb the pain. The anger I was stuck in the anger stage for more than a year. Wow. And when I realized that okay, I was not making any progress in my life, I just had to give myself a reality check out. Would my dad want me to be in this black hole of sadness, anger, depression, or rather be fulfilled and do something? I actually dropped out of my first uni because... deep, you know? Yeah, because it's not, it's not, grief is not, it's not something you pray for, but it's just something you have to just strengthen yourself. The strength comes from within. And mostly, you just have to put the memory of those ones you've loved. And what would they want you to do, basically? Because it's not, it's not funny, actually. It's not funny. So, that's just it. Can you ever be prepared, for example, now, in my little research for this particular topic, I read about something called anticipatory grief. For example, mm-hmm. you find out your loved one is, is seriously ill. And then they tell you that he's going to die in one, two months. And mm. in that process, the grieving starts. But before that, can you ever be prepared for it or it always just hits you? Well, funny enough, you try to prepare for it when it comes. It's going to hit you like a bullet. <laughs> it's, science does not help us there. It's just your personality actually matters. And the level of closeness to that person that you, you are going to be grieving over is, is important. So you just have to understand that the memories are what will keep you going. The memories of that person. Because if you say you are preparing to grieve, will you now start picking colors for <laughs> for the barrier? Or, or you start picking out your caterers or you hire an event planner? It doesn't, there's no way you can prepare for grief. You could only just know that it will come. Okay. And when it comes, we just pray for the fortitude. And then on a personal note, how did you end up getting over the challenge with grief you had during the passing on of your father? 
But I thought to myself, I would make him proud. If I can't make him proud on earth, I'll make him proud on heaven through my achievements. Okay. So I just kind of, I became an overachiever actually. I worked my ass off day and night. I kind of became, how do you call me? A know-it-all, rather. Because <laughs> I was always pushing, I was always reading, even when I didn't have exams, I was always... I just wanted to make it proud. Oh. So I did everything I could until I got to a phase where I realized that Bruno, don't burn yourself out, just ease up. He's a, he will always be proud of me because he, in fact, he gave back to me, so why wouldn't he be always proud of me? So he just gave me a new sense of responsibility, like, so you get, that's how I, that's how I went through it. That's, that's quite interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you're, you're in a better place right now, because, I mean, from the energy I got from you the first time I ever reached out about this whole thing, it showed that you are you are in a, a happy place and you're doing yes. really well yes. happiness is free we just have to learn to tap into it mm. now at what point should someone seek for counseling during this whole thing when you're losing control when you're at the brink of losing control trust me we all know when we are losing control we just don't want to accept it mm. so that's just it when and cues to know that you are losing controls are basically when people are tired of advising you, when everyone keeps pointing at your errors, people are like, What's wrong with you? The Nigerian basically the Nigerian family will just want to call pastor, do deliverance. <laughs> <you> get <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Low key, as in nobody wants to see it because Nigeria wants to see it because out here gone mad. Bad but, stereotyping, man. <laughs> eh, as in, ah, well, this is my profession. Eh. They have labeled us. But lucky, you do know when you need help. So when you are seeking for, at the point when you are seeking for your higher power to just organize your life for you, that's when you know. You need to seek help. You need to get help. Um, yeah. In terms of any other thing I didn't cover, is there anything you'd like to add about grief and loss? Because I know in some cases it could lead to depression, but I think that's another thing on its own, another deep subject on its own. Mm, depression is, is like is like a cost on a investor on its own. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look here, we're all going to experience grief and loss. So... Part of what this, what we might read on anticipatory grief is, is just that we need to understand that we are all going to lose that. No one lives forever. Mm-hmm. So grief might come at a comfortable time for some of us, but newsflash, it might not come at a comfortable time for most of us. So we need to learn to forge ahead when it hits us. Sure you get, like, everyone is going to lose a loved one in life. Everyone, is, nobody lives forever. That's just it. So, when it comes, let's just know it's it's part of life. It's part of growth, man. So, yeah. So that's just it. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for even putting in your personal story into it. Um, yeah, I, I I really hope to have you once more in the future because 
I enjoyed our interaction right right from the personal interaction to even this little subject. So I'd like to yeah. say thank you very much for your time. Uh, thank you so thank you too for giving us the opportunity to shine. <laughs> <laughs> Just before you run away, how can people yeah. find you either on social media or your company page or anything? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm on social media on Instagram I'm Dibul.99. Could you spell um, that out, please? D I B U. Okay. Dot ninety nine. Okay. Um, my company page on Instagram is mindhack underscore B S A. Okay. For the company mail, where you could reach us, you could reach us at mindhack ng at gmail dot com, or my personal mail adilmeadidipu at okay. gmail dot com. Not a challenge. Once again, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. I'm grateful. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. And you too. Have fun. So there you have it from Monsieur Dibo. Um, I'm very thankful for his insight on the subject of grief and loss. He spoke about the five stages of grief. And I personally haven't lost a loved one. So I can't speak to how people out there are feeling at this moment but i know grief can be painful at sometimes and in this moment where we have the pandemic we have people who are going through the phase of grief due to a loved one passing on i mean he also mentioned suicide i just want to reach out to everyone out there either if you're going through the process of grief or you know someone out there who's going through something similar uh, it's very important that you handle with care, you walk them through it, you don't give up on them. The support we need from each other is very important, especially from what he has said. And for those going through it, I just want you to know that you will get through it. Uh, it's not a bad thing, it's not a shame to go through this kind of thing. We always, loss is part of the process of life. You win some, you lose some. Now, in this case, it involves either people, relationships, or work. It's rare for those who their loved ones have died. It might feel so painful, but you'll definitely get through it. Just hang in there, keep working on it. And if you need to speak to someone, you can reach out to you can reach out to him at mindhackng at gmail.com or any of his social media handles which he put out there. So that's all for today. I don't want anyone to see this as a sad episode it's just something we have to deal with given that this is something that people go through and it might come on any one of us at any point in time or any one of our friends we don't pray for it but it happens thank you so much for listening to this remember be patient with yourself and live life one year at a time bye